This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Welcome to the Edit Your Life podcast. I'm Christine Coe. And I'm Asha Dornfest, and we're here to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. We share practical ways to declutter your home schedule and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. And we believe that baby steps are the key to getting there. Hello, friends. I am so delighted today to have an incredible guest, LaShawn Wiltz, with us here today. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me. I am so, I have like a huge smile on my face right now. I'm so excited to have you here. And I believe, just to give listeners a little backstory, we met um, at an awards show. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, was at, it was at the Mom2 Summit, actually. And um, yes. I was thinking back to this, that the first time we met, we were in all our fancy finery about to present all an award. It. And it, <laughs> right. was, it was awesome. And it was. um and I, I actually believe we did that with Amira Martin, who was a recent guest um, yes. who came on to talk about frugal living. And I will link that note in the show, note, show notes, that episode, because it was so great. Anyway, um, ever since meeting you, this is going to sound maybe a little creepy, but it's really not. Um, I have just been wanting to talk to you more. And I will link up your your blog and your Instagram feed, but I just so appreciate the way you present everything, whether it's you're talking about motherhood or work or photography or coffee. Um, you just are delightful. Oh, Have I embarrassed you. you thoroughly enough? Yes. Very, very embarrassed, but it's okay. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love it. And I think when I emailed you, I said something like, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure what I want to talk to you about, but I just want to get to know you better. Let's do it on the <laughs> air. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, so this is, it was, had selfish roots. However, as ever, I have figured out what I want to talk to you about because I think, um, you know, the, the idea of embracing everyday moments and really, um, just sort of tuning in and tuning out the noise, like tuning in on what's tuning into what's important and tuning out the noise is just, man, it is really necessary today. Yeah. It's hard, but it's necessary. Yeah. Today and every day. So I would actually love for us to start off, if you can tell a little bit about your backstory leading up to your work today that you do um, at your website and online, um, just to share with our listeners a little bit. Okay. I started my blog. It had another name. It's had many, but it had another name. Um, it was a trying to conceive blog <laughs> back in the day. And then after I had my son, um, it was just stories. And I would throw up random pictures from, you know, my little point and shoot and was upset that it was not looking the way I wanted to. So mm. I started learning more about photography. And then one day my mother said, oh, these pictures are great, but you're not in any of them. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and since then, it's, it's hard because, you know, it's so hard. We, we, we have blocks on putting ourselves out there even though it's with our kids, it's been hard, but it's been my mission to get myself in a photo, 
and to get my other mom friends and my audience to see that we just need to be in the photo and that we need to take pictures of our everyday lives because they matter. They do matter. They do matter. And we'll we'll dig into the um, getting in the frame a little bit later, too. But, you know, I, I want to you know, you've I love that you've you know, our moms are inspirational to us. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm also curious, you know, this focus specifically on everyday life. I mean, that really comes through both in your blog and also in your social media feeds. And I'm very curious whether this was kind of, um, you know, if part of it was a response to the aspirational, what I call the aspirational social media FOMO, like of everybody needing to have the big moment and really put it out there and for it to be really colorful and artful. Like, did that, how much would you say that played into the equation? A lot. Because what was, especially as an influencer, you find yourself always wanting to post, you know, the big moments, the big trips, you know, to Disney, the big um, things that your kids do you know, that you want everybody to know about, you know, like Facebook. But there's those little everyday moments that I think matter even more because those are the ones that you really remember. I know when I look back on my childhood, my I, most of this comes from my, my own mother because she has like books upon books upon books of photos. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like one for every year of my life. She has one <laughs> and it's full of everyday moments that you look back on you're like I remember that couch oh I remember playing in that room oh you know I remember doing such and such and it's just those little moments that I found myself not capturing in favor of capturing the big moments the big moments that would get the likes you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I had to sit down and think well who is my social media slash Instagram who are these photos really for are they for me are they for um, the, the people, quote unquote, or are they for other moms like me who also want to document their everyday lives, but feel like that they're not enough, that they're boring. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started saying, okay, well, I'm just going to document my life. Some of it might be boring to some of you, but I'm going to document my life. And I found that that really resonates with people. Mm-hmm. Well, can I, I just need to rewind and say, what a gift from your mom (laughs) to have all of those photos. Like I, I'm, (laughs) yeah, that's incredible. So that's one thing too, you know, when you mentioned being like, yeah, I remember that couch. I, I love the idea that, you know, by preserving just those everyday moments, I mean, you're conjuring, you're, you're conjuring memories. You're probably conjuring like smell, touch, like Mm -hmm. feelings, all the things, which I think is you know, it's so important to tune into. Um, and yeah. And I also wanted to just mention, it's funny that intersection. Um, my, I think one of the reasons I became very early on really interested in taking pictures, you know, I'm one of seven kids, but, um, two of us, (laughs) I know, please. Um, and my, my father as a, you know, an immigrant to the United States, he was very thrifty. He was very cheap and he, he thought pictures were a waste of money, right? Oh, so, no. <laughs> yeah, so there aren't a ton. And the, the pictures I from my childhood, I truly treasure. But um, I remember getting so excited to get my first camera. It was, um, I believe I got it out of a cereal box. Like, you know, I collected uh, yeah, enough stubs uh-huh. and then submitted it to get like a 110 camera. Do you remember that thing? It's like the size of an yes. ice cream sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> but but yeah, every that was 
the beginning, you know, of my seven siblings, me and my oldest brother, George, we are, we have always been the ones that have been into documenting for, you know, just moments with family and stuff. And I think part of that for us is because of my, you know, my dad and, and then us getting excited about photography and the ability to take pictures. (laughs) Yes. It's like obsessive. My, my parents, I think every new kind of camera that came out, they had it, you know, from the Polaroids to the film cameras to the, the ones you could just start to just throw away. They, they, I think my mother was obsessed and had them all. I still remember getting her her first digital camera. She was like, yes. I'm like, oh, that's oh, amazing. Okay. I know. That's yes. amazing. All right. Well, we are going to dig into a lot more. I cannot wait for this conversation, both um, some bigger picture topics as well as some tactical for those who are kind of looking to amp up their photography a little bit. And we will do that after a quick break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oftentimes, when asked to think about what one would do with a bonus hour, people reference things like exercise, play, and rest. These are all super important things, and I would recommend adding getting the support you need and deserve to your list. As a mom, independent business owner, and human blessed with many relationships, I spend a lot of time giving. So one of the greatest gifts of therapy for me has been the ability to know that someone is holding space for and listening to me. No filter required. I adjust my session frequency as needed, and it is a huge comfort knowing support is there for me. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. This online therapy platform was designed to remove the traditional barriers to therapy and make mental health care more accessible to everyone. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash edit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash edit. Did you know that hyaluronic acid naturally occurs in our skin but decreases gradually as we age? leading to thinner, drier skin. If you're looking for support hydrating your skin from the inside out, check out one of the tools in my hydration arsenal, Rituals Hyacera. Clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days, I take Hyacera every morning with my first glass of water, and like all of the Ritual products I have tried, the capsule actually smells good. Ritual's products are tested and validated by a third party for allergens, microbes, and heavy metals. They also engage in industry-leading sustainability standards and are a female-founded B Corp, which means they hold themselves accountable to not just their company's financial health, but also the health of people and our planet. Want to join me in hydrating from the inside out? Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash edit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash edit for 25% off. Okay, friends, we are back with the delightful LaShawn Wiltz. We are talking about really embracing and and capturing um, those everyday moments. So. We were just talking, LaShawn, about um, aspirational social media FOMO. Yes, it is <laughs> and, <a thing. laughs> um, you know, everyone talks about how important it is to be authentic, or at least I feel like, you know, the internet nerd, we internet nerds, and I'm using air quotes, yes, influencers talk a lot yeah, about that. It's the new thing. It's the new thing, right? <laughs> you know, but then, dot, dot, dot. I mean, literally, I mean, I think, I think, um, 
my question is, you know, what are your thoughts on this on this balance? Because I think in order to really embrace and em- appreciate the beauty in the everyday moments, you need to let go. There's some somehow you need to do that. But what is your advice for people who really want to let go and, you know, put out what is authentic and really happening? you know, also admittedly really like pretty pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I always say, who are your pictures for? That's like what, what you mm. should always start off for. Who are they for? And when you're thinking about documenting those, I always say pretty, you know, good moments happen in bad light, but they can also happen in good light. It's just a matter of waiting for the moment. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times we're, we force it. Um, there's like staged authentic moments I call them now is that that's a a a big thing right now on social Mm -hmm. media and I think that even when there are these staged uh, moments we know people you're you're the people who are viewing the photo and viewing the caption they know it's not really authentic and I think it comes to the feeling behind it the reason behind it um and just knowing what you want to document like me I know I want to document just my life, my my life as a mom, my life as a mom who works from home, um, a mom, who, a wife, uh, just a girl who likes coffee. So I know that these are the topics that I always want to talk about. And so when I see them happening, I document them. And that, I think, helps keep it authentic and it keeps me ready to take a pretty picture. Mm. <laughs> so, and, you know, I just... and. After years of experience, I just notice light. I notice mm-hmm. where the light is good. I notice what it's like automatically. I know what to do if the light is not so good. I know how to it's, it's a how can I put it? It's, it's experience. You're just waiting for that moment. Sometimes I can anticipate a moment and then be there to capture it then. Um, and that helps, too. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's a little practice type thing. Yeah, I think with anything, right? It takes practice. And, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about a, a photo um, in a bit about a photo uh, challenge or, or kind of exercise you are encouraging people to do. But I remember, I think, um, you know, Lucretia Braxton, do you know her? Yes. Okay. She, yeah, I, I met her, you know, years ago and, and she inspired me to do my very first photo challenge. And I found <laughs> that through her prompts, just that that exercise of practicing just for a month, you know, a photo mm-hmm. each day really leveled up my skills. Just, you know, like anything, we have yes. to work at it. Um, yes. Yeah. And I will say um, that I was saying to you right before we got on for our recording and I'll, I'll share it with listeners, but I said uh, that, you know, you somehow even managed to make like shots of your your kids suffering from the flu look like artful and beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, give me that secret sauce. I don't know how you do it, girl. <laughs> So it's like I said, it's just being there, just just noticing moments like I knew like he's sick, but I knew I wanted to document, you know, this time still because it, it, you know, it happened. And I want to look back on it and I'll laugh like a month from now when I'm not so tired. But right. (laughs) I I wanted to have the memory for him. And plus, like the picture that's on my feed right now is he's in the doctor's office. And he's sitting up, you know, on the little doctor's chair. And he's such a big kid now. But in that picture, his legs are dangling. So Uh he still looks small. So to me, it was like this this big little kid. And I'm like, oh, my poor baby, he's sick. You know, and I wanted to document the look on his face, the atmosphere, 
in just a moment. And sometimes you just, you know, those moments and you just capture them. Yeah, that's amazing. I also wanted to put in a plug for like, this is a cue that I've taken from my eight-year-old daughter, Violet, is that she, we joke that she is the master, like if I asked her to take a picture, she's the master of the one take. She like holds up the camera, snaps, and then she's like, oh yeah, I'm done. She does not. <laughs> and and her pictures are amazing. Like, I don't know how she yes. does it. So I have really been working on in your, because you mentioned a moment, you know, go about this sort of staged authenticity. And mm-hmm. I, I've been trying to take a cue from her. And like, when I see a moment happening, I just snap and see if I can get it in, you know, in one or two takes and just, and leave it at that. <laughs> yep. That's, that's how you got to do it. It takes practice, but like you say, it's muscle memory. So yes, you'll get indeed. it. Mm-hmm. Well, so I want to talk a little bit about, you know, recalibrating. I think, you know, what you've talked about, about sort of letting go and just practicing and, you know, um, you know, looking for those moments is really, really fantastic. But I think it's common for people to kind of get out of, out of balance. You know, they, they want to be authentic and just be in the moment, but then they sort of kind of drift back to the aspirational stuff. And Mm -hmm. so what what would you say are some things that might help bring people back to recalibrate a bit? Um, So it's like, I said, there's nothing wrong with aspirational content on, you know, especially on Instagram, because, you know, that's, that's what, (laughs) it's a social media platform and that's what it's about pretty pictures um but the key i think is always to have a good mix and and to and then again remember your why why are you documenting who are you documenting for and that i find always helps bring me back because there are some photos where i'm like "Ooh, that would be a great photo for instagram but i'm like that's not authentic i staged that It, it makes no sense it might look good in my little photo album over here but you know, is it really getting across the message that I want? What What am I trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to give you a plug for this because I love um, Project 365. And I think the reason I was thinking about it is that I think in the original post for that, you talk about how, you know, you realized your photos that you were, had drifted away from that and that you were using yeah. that project as a really intentional way to come back. So Tell yeah. listeners a little bit about, um, do I have it right? It's hashtag cherish every day, 365. Yes. So um, I felt like my account was becoming, uh, how can I put it? It was just a whole bunch of staged pretty photos. You know what I mean? It didn't really have, it didn't have the feeling behind it that I wanted. And I felt like the only time I took pictures really was for work. Mm. I wasn't documenting my everyday life like I used to. Um, so I was, I was talking to Jennifer, Jennifer Bourget, about it one day on the phone. I, I forgot what we were talking about. But she was like, oh, we should do a 365. And I was like, I don't want to do a 365. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> right. Uh, she was like, no, we should do one and we should collaborate. We should do it together. Because both of us have Facebook groups where we talk about photos. And she said, well, I fell off last year. And I was like, you know, and I only do it four times a week, four times a year. I'm not trying to do it every day. And she's like, come on, come on. And so Jennifer's very persuasive. Um, <laughs> she is wonderful and wonderfully persuasive. I love, yes. I love knowing about that, about her now. <laughs> yes. And, and um, because what she, what, what she said resonated with me. She was like, because remember, she's like, we take photos to basically, it's like our way of journaling. It's our way of documenting our everyday. It's a way of showing the beautiful moments in our everyday. We don't write in a journal. We take pictures. Mm-hmm. And she was like, so this is like the perfect way to do it. So I'm like, okay. So that's she how has it a came point. about. She has a point. <laughs> yes, she has a point. And I'm like, this is true. So we, we look at it as photo journaling. So even if you don't use the, pr- 
prompt of the day. It is basically the idea of take a photo of something that day, something that will help you remember that day, that resonates with you that day. Even if that day was crappy and all you take a picture of is your shoes because you're like, I'm finally home and this is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have at least documented the feeling behind the day, the journaling behind the day. So that's what we're trying to do. I I love that. And actually hearing you talk about that, I'm I it just uh I think I'm gonna have to jump in on is it okay to jump in on the hashtag oh, late? Yes. Oh yes. <laughs> it's going all year long. People are jumping in and out. Okay, okay, okay. Because I actually this this year on January first, I I ha- was not planning on selecting a word of, you know, the year or anything like that, but I ended up doing it. And then I ended up saying, I'm going to post through, you know, a photo a day and try to embrace everyday moments. I mean, exactly what we're talking about, but I think I should uh, riff on, you know, use some of the challenges uh, to inspire me. So, all right, I will get on that. Yes. Welcome. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to talk about, move on to some tactics and I want to talk about using your phone for photography because most people have their phone with them all the time and maybe a DSLR, not so much. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I would love to hear, you know, one or two of your top game changing tips for people to improve their phone photography and hopefully um, something applicable to both Android and iPhone. So it could just be a way to frame a shot or whatever, whatever is top of mind. Okay, so the number one thing that I always tell people, and it's such a simple thing, but people don't do it, is clean your lens. Oh. This is a... <laughs> basic thing that people don't do. And they're always like, why are my photos so cloudy? Why don't they look good? Because your lens is dirty. (laughs) It is a simple, easy thing that can transform any photo. So I always say start with a clean lens. (laughs) I I am grimacing here because I cannot remember the last time I cleaned my lens. Okay, then. Exactly. Exactly. And people say, oh, I don't take good pictures with my my iPhone or my Androids because the lens isn't clean. So that's always number one. (laughs) (laughs) Number two, um, especially for um, mobile photography, is good light. Mm -hmm. Good light will all, good natural light, matter of fact, will always transform a photo. Um, It can be the most mundane thing, but if there is good light, it will transform a photo. And like I always say, that is, it does not matter. what kind of camera, what kind of phone you have, that's it. And I have one a third tip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good, lay it on us. Good composition. So a simple rule of thirds. That And you can, like I believe on the Android and the iPhone, you can turn on that little grid mm-hmm. on your phone. And the, the premise behind the rule of thirds is to put your subject in one of the little cross points. Um. So that's all you have to do is just frank, good, clean your lens, find some good light, and then put your subject in one of the crosshairs on your grid. And that instantly transforms any photo and makes it, I guess, Instagram worthy. <laughs> I know. It, these are great tips. I mean, it is. And it is amazing. When I first learned about the rule of thirds, I was like, oh, you know, because everybody, yes. you always think, center your subject, you know, whatever. So exactly. It's but amazing. It's yeah. I also wanted to give a little plug here for um, one of our colleagues in the space, Jill Krause, who I'm sure yes. you love and know. Mm-hmm. And she has <laughs> she has a an ebook called Picture Play, which I will it say she excellent. it's excellent. And it has um, lots of tips for a couple of like, you know, free or cheap apps that you can use to for your editing. Mm-hmm. 
And yes. um, she uh, can hold the, I don't know if it's a title or what, it is the only ebook I have ever purchased because, <laughs> because I, I'm a paper book kind of person, yes. but this is, this is only available as an ebook and it is the one ebook I've ever purchased in my life. So hopefully she will continue to hold that title for me for life, but it is great. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot more we're going to discuss. It is great. It is so great. It's re- I like how I learned a lot from that. Um, anyway, and she d- does dive in, I think, to the mm-hmm. rule of thirds and other, you know, compositional techniques, too. So you can learn yes, more there. I will link it up in the mm-hmm. notes. All right. Well, we have more to talk about, and we will do that after a quick break. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Okay, friends, we are back, and we are talking with LaShawn Wiltz about capturing everyday moments, and uh, we're going to hit on a couple more tactics in this back part of the episode. And um, I should point out that you're an award-winning Instagrammer. I didn't even say that earlier, Uh but... You, you've got Thank a you. you've got a trophy. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, <do. laughs> I would love to just hear about some creative ways to find inspiration. Like I feel like um, looking at your feed, as I mentioned, and you know, can be really inspiring. So just looking at how other people do it. So I'm curious if you have any other favorite feeds or just favorite ways to use inspiration. I know we talked about your prompts, your everyday, um, your 365 prompts. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, and I'll just share one quick one to give you a second to compose yourself, but I wish I could remember where I picked this tip up, but Mm -hmm. I think one of the most helpful, um, kind of inspiration tips, um, for just everyday photography I found was, um, or learned about was changing my vantage point around the subject, right? You you know, like Mm -hmm. get low, get high, do something different instead of just standing there. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. That's like my favorite one. So change your vantage point. Um, that's one of my favorite ways because most times if I take a, if I'm consciously planning on taking a photo, I always take a photo of like three angles, like from above, like head on, from below, just just so you can see which one works the best. Because sometimes a picture looks totally different 
from above or from below than it mm-hmm. did sh- straight on. You know, that's that's actually my favorite way um, to change it up, change it up, things like that, especially mundane everyday moments that you see every day. Yeah. Um, favorite favorite inspiration? Um, these, there are several. <laughs> uh, some of my favorites. I love Joe Joe Crow. Yep. Simply because it to me it's very real. Um and it's very uh how can I put it? Like even things she shares like with Danger Baby. It's like all of us have her son is, you know, very active, we'll say. And yes. <laughs> we and all of us have a child or know a child who is that way and have struggled with that. So I love how she documents that and her whole, you know, her life and how they're moving around and things like that. Um, there's a photographer um, called uh, Ginger Unzuka, I think. It's Ginger U-N-Z-U-E-T-A. She yeah, I'll grab the has... link from you. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll link it up. <laughs> okay. Yep. She just has beautiful like her, you know how you have that aspirational content? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like her Hers is that way, but it's beautiful everyday moments. Mm. It's like she cannot take a bad picture. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just my my inspirational feed. And Jules Denby, she has a way of like if you look at her feed, it each season she transitions to another color theme. Mm. And it's fascinating to me how she makes it all work because I really can't take the time. My brain doesn't work like that. I really can't plan out that that well. But all, all of her photos transition beautifully. If you see it from the fall where she had like fallish colors like the oranges, the, the yellows, and then to Christmas where she had like the reds and the greens. And wow. now right, and now she's transitioned to sort of like a pinkish theme and it's it transitions so well you don't notice it until a few photos in huh. and it's it's the it's the best example of a plan feed i've ever seen and i'm like fascinated by it that's incredible wow <laughs> i wow. know and it's, it's it's just like a little thing and i'm always like oh goodness um but and then freckled mommy blog um she uh just does a lot of everyday moments and she films a lot with her iphone Hmm. which is what I really love. Um, cool. But, and you can't, you cannot tell the difference between her iPhone and her Nikon. You cannot tell the difference. So Amazing. that's what Amazing. I love about her. Yeah. So those that's are my awesome. inspirational ones. I will, I will link all of those up. And I will say that for anyone who's like, you know, also just, just when you're looking around for how to compose something or get an angle on something, um, yeah, just looking at how other people do it is so powerful. I know, yes. as you know, I like making cake. <laughs> And, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, and and for a while I didn't really know how to how to shoot it, like what angle to mm-hmm. what angle to come in at, if I should be above or to the side. And so I just started looking at cake feeds and and noticing the yes. angles they used and it was really helpful. Um yeah. I also wanted to bring up so you mentioned that you and Jennifer Bourget each have Facebook groups. So is your um is your Facebook group open to like anyone and is it a place to kind of compare notes and what happens there? Um, it is, it's called the everyday eye candy project. Um, you have to request to be, um, get into the group simply because I found that we were getting a lot of spam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, no. 
Um, so there are um, about 800 people in there right now. And mainly it's a place where people, because you know, not, not everyone is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a place where, where sometimes I share photography tips. Um, and then a lot of people just share their photos every day. Because I know there's, there's a few people in there right now who are actually doing the um, Cherish Everyday 365. So they're sharing their photos in there. And then there's some people who are doing a Project 52 that I did last year. They're just doing it over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they share their photos in there. Sometimes we talk about equipment. Sometimes we talk about photography tips. Um, and so that is basically what it is. I need to get a little bit more active in there um, and start sharing a few more tips that I wanted to share this year. Uh, but that's it. So you just have to request to be um, invited. I mean, request to get in, you know, just send in a request and answer the questions, please. Yeah, that's it. I think that's great. I just think that could be another good source of inspiration for people. So, um, okay, well, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about and you hit on it at the beginning of the episode. So this is kind of a good, good sort of full circle moment. But, you know, one thing I hear about, especially from moms, is this whole situation about not being in the frame. And I feel Mm -hmm. like either that is because they're always the one capturing the moment. That would be me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's basically it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And actually it is such, it's truly a joy when I see other people's photos from something because I'm always like, Oh wow. I I never see it from another vantage point. Um, (laughs) So, so right. There's, there's either you are chief photographer or Uh I think also because, you know, sometimes moms are so self-conscious if they don't look good enough. I'm using air quotes um, like a million times over. Um, or mm-hmm. I've heard people say, Ugh, I'm terrible at taking selfies. So what, right. would, you, what would be your advice um, here for people who are really struggling um, and maybe making a few excuses to not get in the frame? So get in the frame. <laughs> that is, mm-hmm. that is my, my main piece of advice. I, I say that because your kids don't remember that you were bigger than you may have wanted to be. They don't realize that you had on the same shirt yesterday or that you don't have on a bra, <laughs> or, or that, you know, you've got spit up from the, from the baby on your shirt while you're smiling in their picture. They don't remember that. All they remember is that you were there. Mm. And when we take a photo with us in it, no matter what we look like, no matter what the circumstances, it documents that we were there. And I, I remember I had a hard time with that because I'm, I'm a perfectionist. You know, I, I want everything to be perfect. But then I started noticing, like, whenever my mother comes to visit, she deliberately says, okay, now take my picture. Mm-hmm. Okay, now take my picture. No matter what, we will go to the store. Okay, now take my picture. <laughs> we go to... <laughs> We go to an event. Okay, CJ, come over here. She's talking to my son. Come over here and get in the picture. And she documents everything with her in it. She's not just taking, she wants proof that she was there. Okay, and I love your mom. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And, I, and then I go back and I look at our photos from childhood. She was always in the picture, whether she had to prop the camera up or she got my mm-hmm. father to take it, or she got someone, a stranger on, on the street to take the picture. Someone took that picture and she got in it. And from that, no matter what, she might not have liked what she looked like, but she's like, good, look, I'm in the picture. And I appreciate that now because I'm like, oh, I remember that hairstyle. I remember that dress. I remember how 
you smelled that day. You know what I mean? Things like that, that I want my son to remember. And so that's why now I, I, it's hard because I remember there was a vacation we took a couple of years ago. There were no photos of all three of us in the Mm -hmm. frame. And I was devastated because a brand asked me for one. I was like, I actually don't have one. Mm -hmm. And so last year I made sure (laughs) that I was always in a frame, whether it was a selfie or we handed it off to a stranger or I made my husband take the picture. I got in the frame. So I think that we just have to do it. Just stop making the excuses and just get in the picture. No matter how we think we look, how we think we feel, no matter if we don't want to get in because our children will appreciate it later. Oh my gosh. Amen. And let, let us take a moment to loop back to your mother because I want to <laughs> say, well, seriously, and she should, she better listen to this episode, but I, um, because I'm her new number one fan, but I want, I actually seriously want people to take, um, a note from her about just asking because, yeah. you know, I find I have found that I have needed to because sometimes I get I'm actually very good at the selfie and I'm mm-hmm. I've I have a, now have a reputation of being like Ellen like <laughs> in how many people I can jam into a frame, but um not on wide selfie mode. But you right. know sometimes I've I've found that I have to get a little more bold and say um mm-hmm. to somebody if I want something where I just want us all like a little more at a distance, not at selfie distance. You know, yes. can you take a picture? Or if I ask my husband to take a picture with me and my kids because it's not. You know, we don't have as many of those. Like, you have yes. to be bold. So, to um, be. listen to Lashawn's mom, everybody, and listen be bold. <laughs> and, and then I will also make a plug for I. I know personally, I am always the lady who, if I walk by a family that's like really struggling with a selfie, or if I see like yes. a mom taking a picture of the dad and the kids, or the other mom and the kids, or whatever, I'm always like, hey, you know, do you want me to snap one for you? And they are always so excited, and they never exactly. think I'm creepy. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I started doing that too, especially like if you're at like one of these amusement parks, especially like, especially like Disney. I find that moms are always trying to get those pictures of the kids in front of the castle. I'm like, you need to get in front of the castle too. Everybody gets the castle picture. Everybody. I know. Because you're not going to get the castle with all the people in a selfie. It's like, it's just not going to happen. It's it's just not going to happen. No, (laughs) not going to happen. (laughs) So. <laughs> okay. Amazing. All right. Well, we have to wrap this episode, sadly, because I really, Aww. you know, I would love to continue this conversation, but um, this has been delightful. And I really hope people have been drawing a lot of inspiration. And I'm going to put you on the spot for one more thing. Um, at the end of each of our episodes, Asha and I love to share something we call your next edit, which is something that listeners can consider doing right away. So I would love to know what your next edit is in the context of our conversation today. Print out your photos. Oh, It's a simple thing. You can use a um, service like Chatbooks, um, Artifact Uprising, and they will print out all of your Instagram photos into a book for you and mail it to you. All you have to do is upload them to the app and then they will just mail them to you. That is a simple thing. And with Chatbooks, you can do it so it's on a monthly rotation. Like it, every month, it will send you a book of printed photos. Print out the photos because it's nothing like your child going back through. You know, we're all our children are growing up in the age where they just look at pictures online. They just swipe, but they still like looking through them in books. I know I have photo books of our trips. My son still looks through those because they're fun. You know what I mean? And so I think we had that experience, and our children should too. 
Okay, my mouth is hanging open a little bit because I I think that is a wonderful idea. I didn't know about the chapbook's rotation. I knew about them, yes. but mm-hmm. not about the rotation element. And you're making me think, you know, one of my my younger my both my kids love I've only put together a couple of those kind of books and they love looking through they them. They love them. And they, mm-hmm. they're just like, "Look how cute I am." And I'm like, "Yes, right. you were cute." You know, <laughs> let's talk about you some more. But um yeah, yes. I mean, it's I think it's true. And I'm, I'm feeling inspired actually now because um, Violet's birthday is coming up. So that is wonderful. Well, LaShawn, this was like, this was exactly the medicine I needed. I've been, I was, I've been very overwhelmed all week with just life and work and stuff. And you're just making me feel like coming back to a grounded place. And so I, I'm great, really, really grateful for you. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes, this was delightful. All right, listeners. Well, as usual, you will find the show notes for this episode, including links to resources we've mentioned at edityourlifeshow.com. And this week, we'd also like to know what's one everyday moment that you delighted in this week. Hop over to facebook.com slash edityourlifeshow and look for the question of the week pinned to the top of the page. You can even share a photo if you like, or you can connect with us on Instagram at edityourlifeshow. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talked to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.